fellow must have had it. Arranging a marriage ceremony. He was already married, but his wife had thankfully escaped to Canada. Bagging what loot he could, and promptly disappearing. He did this several times over quite a while. These early victims, they were the lucky ones. Afterwards, Smith devised a still more evil process one with higher potential profit through wills and insurance, one with higher potential safety through the quiet of the grave. Roughly, the way it worked was this. Seaside promenade, country beauty spot, a church, a genteel boarding house, anywhere that attracted at least a proportion of young or middle-aged ladies who were unattached and susceptible, however much they struggled not to show it, susceptible to gentlemen with smooth manners and bow ties. Pardon, madam, I am taking a liberty, I know, but uh, haven't we met before? I don't think so. I feel sure we have. At the Browns in Haunton Street? I don't know any Browns. At the Robinsons, then, in Hampstead. I don't know anyone in Hampstead. I'm so sorry. I do apologise. Will you please forgive me? Oh, yes, she forgives him. Such a nice man. She forgives him. Before they part, they agree to meet again. Then everything moves quickly. Not a minute lost. I can't put it into words, but you do realise, don't you? No, I don't think I do. I'm trying to say I love you. Oh. Oh. Don't you love me a little? I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I must admit I'm not indifferent to you. Oh, my darling, let's get married. He fixes it. He knows the ropes. He fixes the appointment with the registrar. He fixes the legal side. He fixes the honeymoon with great concern for hygiene. No bath, no good, unless I can install one. He fixes a joint visit to a local doctor preferably young, not too experienced. She's having fits or faints, and she doesn't know she's having them. Or perhaps she's suffering from headaches, next best thing. Finally, the doting husband visits her in her bath and finds her lying under the water, dead. That was what Smith said, said it three times over in Hearn Bay in 1912, in Blackpool in 1913, in Highgate in 1914. About Bessie Mundy, about Alice Burnham, about Margaret Lofty. And all of them slipped quietly past a coroner. Misadventure, misadventure, misadventure. But when, after collated press reports led to a police probe, 
George Joseph Smith came up for trial at the Old Bailey, the Crown felt sure that he had murdered all the three. English law, though, takes tender care of an accused. Some have begun to think it takes too much. For instance, in only presenting one charge at a time, no others added, nothing raked up from the past. So that when Smith's trial opened in July 1915, the sole indictment referred to Bessie Mundy. Of course, the Crown had other ammunition in reserve. But before that helped, they had to prove their right to fire it. Vital that they did so. For I don't think, personally, they could have got home on Bessie Mundy, nor on any other single death they might have picked. There were no indisputable signs of violence, no signs of assault.